we're getting older, Josh, and I don't always like that fact. There are things <laughs> I like about it, but not everything. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. So let's uh, let's talk a little about it. Just the fun stuff, the not so fun stuff, and the inevitable, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how this one's going to end. But in the meantime, tune in to the Parade of Age today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, go to curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. So, Brian, you kind of were alluding to this whole thing. Um, We're going to call this the parade of age because the uh, hard crash at the end sounds bad. And... (laughs) (laughs) Or or rolling down the hill sounds bad. So... uh, we're going to call this something fancy, but really it's it's something that everybody goes through if you live long enough. And, you know, fortunately, Brian and I have made it to middle age now. And uh, both our bodies and our minds are telling us our minds think that we're like young, but our bodies are telling us that we're not. And it's not that we're old by any means, but it's all the stuff that starts happening to you after 40, you know. And so Brian old, ages old man more injuries. Yeah, Brian is aging more gracefully than me at this point. He he's had surgery to correct his eyes, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's the I still haven't, but you know, <laughs> you're holding out for the yeah. the two for one discount happening somewhere. There. Um, we I'll say this. So there's a parade. Everybody goes on, and. Everybody's on a different spot in this parade. Yeah. The beginning and, and the end are the same, by the way. It's all yes. about the middle part, right? Yep. There is, um, when we talk about this, it made me gleeful. This is probably really bad. It made me really happy that my nephew, who just recently had, well, within the last year, had his first child, right? Now, he's like in his late 20s. And he told me, he's like, I understand now what you were saying when you were about this age and I was like the 14 year old. <laughs> like, yeah. Why can't you just do this? He goes, man, fitness is very different. I'm like, it totally is. Yeah. His fitness regimen has had to change just because being a full-time dad and working and doing all the stuff, like you can't just always live at the gym like you do when you're single and just have all the time in the world. Yeah. And I mean, even for me, like I don't have kids, but I don't have all the time in the world. I've got a lot of stuff to do. And it's not even the stuff to do. It's just like my responsibilities are more. So when you're young and you have all the time, disposable time you got, but you have no money. When you get older, you have some money, but you don't have any of the time. It's a very cruel trick that's played upon you, you know, <laughs> but it's like one of those things that you have to start managing it. And it's like along with your health, like Brian was saying, like, you know, people in the some people when they're younger, and I would say mostly guys don't really take care of themselves that well. There's some that do, 
but some really don't until they get like a, like a health issue or they just you know they're like their doctor says hey you need to do this or a loved one says you need to start taking care of yourself or you know something happens to them so i would just say like if you're one of those people start taking care of yourself now at least just somewhat even if it's not you know don't have you know the whole you know the whole pizza just eat part of the pizza <laughs> you know if it's don't, a small pizza don't drink a case of mountain dew you know, drink half a case of Mountain Dew, you know? See, Josh is speaking from experience on the Mountain Dew. This man, I can't tell you how many gallons and, and however many <laughs> metric tons of Mountain Dew this man drank during I mean, growing up. Well, when I, yeah, when we were kids, I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know, we were just, it was amazing how much stuff we could eat and not even be hungry, you know, or, yeah, still, but, be hung, or still be hungry. You're, you're growing. You know, I find that my bonding with my son is much better whenever there's food involved. Sure. You know, you get a six square meals a day and he's very happy. About <laughs> Which Josh and I were the same way at that age also, just eating and eating and eating. But, we, you know, we talk about compound interest when you talk about financials. And if you start saving when you're young or you do things, it, over time it builds. Warren right. Buffett is the great name that you kind of assign to that and he says it's a long game it's like getting rich slow and it kind of then has a big parabola at the end right because warren buffett wasn't right. nearly as wealthy then as he is now right and it just kind of continues to grow well when you talk about investing in yourself there's many different facets that you do human beings are wonderfully complicated and it's remarkable that we still work yeah you know there goes that person. They look perfectly healthy. They're crazy as crap. Like, you want nothing to do with it. Right. <laughs> Stay on the other side of the road. This person looks like they've been run over by a truck and they're, you know, or whatever, and they're perfectly fine. They just don't, you know, like there's right. all these kinds of things that go on with people. And it's really like physical health, mental health, spiritual health, you know, right. these, these things that kind of play in emotional health, all those theaters that you kind of have in your life. Those things, you make those investments early. You start to build the habits so that it kind of carries it through your life. Like Josh was saying, you sometimes run into the situation where you have to change. Otherwise, it's not going to work anymore. And that's a bad place to be uh, if you're there. But it's also great if you can have time to correct it and there's a path forward. Yeah, and, and the real lesson with that is it's never too late to actually do stuff. So that's the thing. Like people think, oh, I'm, I'm not doing that now. I'm not ever going to do that. I haven't started with that yet. I don't need to do that. But if you want to, you can. And it, you see, like, it's like quitting smoking. If you quit smoking, like the first day you quit, you see benefits. You know, like a week after you quit, you see more benefits. Something like three months after somebody quits, their risk of, you know, stroke goes way down. It's just all this stuff starts happening and your body starts reclaiming itself. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of amazing, actually. I was telling Brian, because I've started eating a little more healthier, exercising just a little more than I used to because I used to exercise like zero. So <laughs> now I exercise a little, which it's a hundred percent better than what I was doing. So, <laughs> but it is amazing how much energy one has when they actually start taking care of yourself, you know? And you know, I mean... I <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. And if you're one of those people like I was, I, I, I seriously was like, I would sleep a decent amount at night, but I would wake up tired and I would go to bed exhausted, but I was just dragging myself through the day. 
Now, I had some underlying health issues and stuff I wasn't really aware of, and I kind of suspected, but I just, you know, my doctor, you know, my doctor and I got together and totally figured it out. And so that has changed my life, like for the better. I have tons of energy now. Now I don't want to go to bed at night. And when I do go to bed, it's like it's hard for me to fall asleep. I've never had that in my life, except when I was a young kid. I would just like kind of toss and turn. And when I get up in the morning, I'm ready to get up. And so it's kind of cool. Like I just like, okay, and I have this energy to start the day. My mind is clear. I find that I have a lot less distraction, uh, It's especially with technology and stuff. So, I mean, I think that if people just kind of start prioritizing themselves a little bit before they hit middle age, like 35, start if you're not doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because in that five years when you hit 40, and you're 40 or more, you're middle-aged people, all right? <laughs> 40 is not the new 30. 30 is not the new 20. 40 is 40. <laughs> you might live to 90, but you're still 40, okay? So <laughs> it's like you have to act like it. Like you, ha- Your body knows how old it is. You may not think in your mind, but you've got to change. You've got to do it. And I know that a lot of people just listen to this and go, yeah, whatever. But or a lot of people will say, you know what, you're right. And you might realize it cognitively that you need to change, but you won't do it. I was that person. Like I knew I needed to change, but I just didn't want to. <laughs> because the hill seemed insurmountable, right? Because a big change it's a big change. It seems like it's huge, but you don't get there all at once. You get there by little steps going up the hill. So it's like start taking the steps, start doing the stuff, and you'll see instant benefit from it. You know, Josh, as you're talking about that, I think about people's mental model. I think about my own mental model mm-hmm. where you go, and this is how this works. Because your brain is always trying to find ways that it works. Yeah. Right? Solve problems. Well, I do this, yeah. and this is what I eat, and it works for me until it doesn't. And oftentimes, like when you're in a biological body like ours, and it's running its course over the, over the timeline, there are different things that have to be tended to differently. Right. And I think like when you start to get past your 20s, especially no matter what type of shape you're in, the way that you have to exercise, the way you eat, how eat. much you eat, when And you that's eat. like the first thing you'll notice, I think, as you age, eating. Things that you could have ate before, you either can't eat because they upset your stomach or something, or it just doesn't satisfy you the way it used to. So you're like, why am I even doing it? Because it's a habit, you know? So you need to kind of like, okay, be aware of that, change that, mm-hmm. and just start experimenting with different things. There's lots of, you know, you don't have to go on a diet per se, but you should go on, like, be aware of what you're eating. You know, what are you actually putting in your body? Look at look at the back of boxes on stuff. You'd be surprised what's in things. There's, <laughs> it's a, it, you can spend a lot of time reading labels and. Yeah, and, and I do, I do, now, especially now I do, and. One of the things that I like, it was never really a drawback for me because I kind of understood this, but a lot of people say, oh, eating healthy or eating right or eating better is too expensive. It's actually cheaper than eating crap, like crappy food. It's the only thing that's cheaper is literally going to McDonald's and getting something off the dollar menu, which is totally bad for you. And everybody knows it. But McDonald's is like, for some reason, everybody there knows it's not good for you, but everybody is there and nobody... There's no pictures allowed, you know, inside of a McDonald's, if you don't know that rule. 
Um, there's no pictures allowed because <laughs> nobody's actually there, right? But yet they've got billions of these places everywhere. <laughs> Every city yeah. has a McDonald's, right? Yep. Because we've all been guilty, like, oh, I'm just going to, oh, I'm driving up, you know, to work or I'm driving somewhere. It's like, oh, let me go get that McMuffin. You know, oh, you got two for $4? Let me get two McMuffins. You know, that's like half, over half of your calories that you should eat for a day. <laughs> if you eat meal. two McMuffins. That actually sounds really good. I mean, like, they are I, good. I, haven't, I don't remember the last time I actually ate a McDonald's, but that just actually sounds good. Yeah. Um, you know, part of that is the planning. Mm-hmm. See, we get really busy in life, and yes. then it happens to you, and you're not in control of it. I think that's where people feel defeated because they don't understand that they could change something. Now, they may not like the change, but they actually have control of that. Now, please hear me. This is not saying like when there are like deep-rooted emotional things, especially with food, those are real things. Right. And sometimes you need to talk to somebody like seriously and work through that because there's underlying things that are there. When you have those things present themselves to you, though, you have decisions that you can make. And... Look, I had a a guy who's in the beverage industry and said everything in the beverage industry is sold because of the effect. And I let that comment sit with me. It's like, you know, if you buy water, it hydrates you. That's the effect. He said, if you buy alcohol, it makes you feel good. That's the effect. And he said, everything in that is sold that way. And I really began to think about it. I'm going, yeah, people are chasing an effect. And some foods like really make you feel good. Oh, yeah. You know? Like a McMuffin, you know? Makes you feel good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. (laughs) (laughs) It does, though. It triggers dopamine centers in your brain. It's like the pleasure. People get pleasure out of eating food, especially food they like. Yeah. You know, it's like you really feel, you feel a physical pleasure for it. So it's sometimes hard to change because sometimes that new food you taste doesn't taste good. You know, it doesn't. Because you don't have that connection with that food yet. You don't have that, like, but once you start seeing the changes in your body, what for me anyway is when I started, like, actually, because my first thing to change was literally my energy level, you know, and that changed night and day. And so I was like, oh, okay. So if I keep on this path, these are the other things that are going to change. You know, when I look at people like Dwayne Johnson or bodybuilders or fitness folks and stuff like that that do it in a healthy way, they know that their body's a machine and they can tune it depending on what they want to do with it, right? Yeah, what's the end goal, yeah. What's the end goal? Oftentimes, like, you'll like the result, but it means that there's a trade-off for it. Like, you know, uh, I know that for me, when I was talking to somebody, they said, like, hey, this is how you get abs, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And they said abs are made in the kitchen. It's that last finishing step. It's the first thing to go and the last thing to come in if you're really trying to hit fitness, you know, and they say, so your diet's got to be very predictable and there's not as much variety. And it's like at some point a few years ago, I'm like, you know what? I'd like to have variety in my life and just know that, you know, if my core is fine, it's fine. But I'm not. <laughs> it's never yeah. going to be. Like, We're not talking apps. We're talking abs. abs. Like not appetizers. <laughs> you know, like appetizers are made in the kitchen, quite literally. Um, but, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but but it's true, Brian. Right. Like. I think for me personally, like I'm not here going to be like, you know, I'm not going to be the next, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, 65 years old and just totally bulked out still. But you have to trade off some things like I'm going to exercise a little bit to get healthy and just feel better. Mm -hmm. And I'm still going to maybe be a little pudgy, 
but that's just how people know me. So it's like, how could I all of a sudden turn to be totally different? <laughs> First of all, I don't have, I, I honestly do not have the uh, emotional stability to go through that. If somebody who says, Josh, you look totally different, be like, okay, no. So <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying about myself. I'm just being realistic. Uh, <laughs> so let's wrap this back. Okay, let's wrap this back around to the parade of aging. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's our, you know, it's mental drift as you get older and you have to pull it back around. But it's all an experiment, folks. Yep. And what's nice about this is that if you've come into the human experience, there are people that have come before you. There's people kind of more like with you and there's people that are kind of behind you in this timeline, right? We're all moving through this thing. The nice thing is that there's enough people that have gone before you to go like, oh, that's how that works if I do this. There's cause and effect. Now, you may be one of those people where you're a hundred-year-old lady in Scotland who has a dram every morning and that's how she says it's her, like her secret to health. It's like, well, you're the one woman in the world probably that can do that. That, that can do yeah. that. Yeah. And just realize that there, you may live a good long life, and we hope you do. And we hope that you're engaged in healthy ways so that you can enjoy that. And not only for yourself, but for your family and your loved ones. You know, like grandparents need energy to chase after grandchildren. Yeah. You know, or, enjoy, you know, like it, it's, it's just what it is. So be prepared for your life. And sometimes that means making the adult decisions. I know ad- adulting is kind of like, oh, I don't want to adult today. But, you know, like, <laughs> You gotta and it's show like up. A, it's almost like a dirty word. Like now, I know. Like, people are like, "We should get rid of that word, adulting." Like, why? You don't want to take responsibility for yourself, you know? <laughs> right. That's kind of what it is. Like, it's it's negating responsibility. And I know in our society we always talk about personal responsibility, but nobody ever does it. You know, they might say we have responsibility, but then until we don't, the reality is you always have it. And as an adult. Yeah literally adulting through life because that's what you are. I mean, it's a verb and an action word too. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is that you need to be present and you need to show up. Like Brian says, like if, you know, show up to your life because it's going to happen. Whether you're cognitively present or not, you might as well be in the moment, you know? Yep. You know, I think about children when you they grow into their responsibility and you give them more responsibility. And we think about that primarily as like a like a childhood experience. But really, the more you go along, the more you should be adulting. The more you yeah. should own responsibility for caring for yourself and going like, I don't like this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, and that's part of responsibility, part of being a meaningful member of society. And the reason you give children chores is not so that you don't have to do it. It's so that they learn that you have to do stuff in life. Because if I'm sitting here and I don't mow my lawn when it gets, guess what? It doesn't get done. I don't particularly enjoy mowing the lawn. I used to love it. I don't particularly enjoy it. But it's like something that has to be done. Otherwise, you know, I get a knock from the city on my door eventually. (laughs) And it's like, here's a bill because we mowed your lawn, right? And then here's a fine for you, you know, basically. So it's like that kind of stuff. And when you're not taking care of yourself, the fine is you're not there. You're not present. And the ultimate fine is you're not here much earlier than you should have been. Yeah. How about that, Brian? Let's let that sit with everybody. Yep. 
Okay. So until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. A somewhat humorous journey through the life. (laughs) 